Hi guys, welcome back to From What I Remember. My name's Nicole. Um, in our last episode about my mom, you might have remembered that we had talked about her entire family planning this big escape of the country, twice. The second time they planned their escape, they actually made it onto a boat and they took off. When you start hearing these stories of um, what the conditions were like as they were trying to escape, what the conditions were like as they were floating on the ocean on the way to a refugee camp, you just really recognize how desperate everyone was because they voluntarily put themselves in these really dangerous um, and just awful conditions. My mom and her family are sitting on this tiny fishing boat. There's maybe 70 of them crammed into the bottom of this boat and they're just packed in there like sardines wearing multiple layers of clothing because they can only bring what's on their back so they wore as much as possible. And for a lot of people, um, whether it was the Vietnamese trying to escape Vietnam or Syrians and Afghans trying to escape their homes across the Mediterranean, the ship ride itself is the most dangerous part and a lot of people lose their lives from that alone. But if you actually manage to stay on your boat the entire time, there are quite a few things that can go wrong. One of the things that can go wrong is general mechanical failure. So they had a big engine and then my mom, my dad, and my uh, brothers, they had another small one engine in case the big one broke. So the big one broke. So I knew the small one take longer. Yeah. yeah. So they just take the reaction and just head that way. With so many people packed onto this tiny boat, sweating, wearing all the clothes they can bring with them, another life-threatening factor was dehydration. He had three shot clouds of water a day. We're not allowed to do anything, to go anywhere. A few bad people on the bottom, like a sardine. You can't even walk, so you have to crawl under there, and it's hot. No air, no window. So if all of that's not dangerous enough, there are also police boats that are patrolling the waters around Vietnam. And if they see an unrecognizable boat, they'll stop it and they'll inspect it. It just so happens that my mom's boat was stopped and inspected. So we are all the men in there prepared now. They say if the communists, the, the, the police run the for check on the bottom of the boat. They have to kill those guys. Lucky for all 70 passengers that were on this boat, my grandfather completely played it off and he said that the 10 visible passengers that were in the cabin were just there and he was ferrying them back and forth to these larger ferries that, you know, run the waterways. And the police did not bother to inspect the rest of the boat and they left. They continued on their way just following their compass and a direction that pointed to Malaysia and after two weeks, they finally saw land. And that is the start of a completely different life and another story.